Hi, everybody. Welcome to Under Further Review. Uh, my name is Andrew. Kata is off today. So today with us is Mike Rose. Hello. Hello. How are you, sir? Oh, I am I am so phenomenal. I have so much tea to spill. I'm branding myself. As you two <laughs> usually drink the water, I thought it was at my best case to be drinking tea. I think that's a good idea. It's getting colder After outside. After Sunday's games, I mean. This is true. Uh, Mike is a friend of the podcast. He uh, is an Eagles fan, and he enjoys long walks on the beach, and we're very happy to have him here on the show. We have Eagles representation, finally. We do. My, t- my two lovely Eagles haters. Another team uh, in the NFC East. We're, we're happy to have your representation here with us. Uh, as as we record. Thank you for stepping in. Oh, I'd love to. Appreciate you being Why here. Not? Appreciate you being here. Appreciate all of you that are listening being here as well. Uh, please feel free to follow us on all of our social media, uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and the like, using the handle at UFR Vodcast. Uh, our podcast comes out on Thursdays, wherever you can find podcasts, uh, except for Spotify, because the rule of thumb is that we're not that cool yet. Neither is Taylor Swift. Is that the one she doesn't use? Oh, is it? I don't know. I think I think Taylor Swift had a, had a big problem with Spotify. I took a music law class in college, um, and uh, she sticks with Apple Music and she doesn't stick with Spotify. So if you stick with uh, Taylor Swift, sticks out of Spotify. We've got a lot to talk about today. We're going to talk about the World Series. We're going to talk about Hakata was right about the World Series. We're going to talk about some fantasy football because uh, I've got uh, some bones to pick here. But for the moment, uh, I want to talk about you. Me? Mr. Underscore Mike underscore Rose underscore. underscore. Mike. It's a very basic name, and I can never get an email, an Instagram, a Twitter that is just me. I mean, it's a very common name, though, Mike Rose, it's right? A very, it's a very generic name. I'm a very generic-looking person. so. <laughs> but you're not a very generic person. You have a, a very uh, colorful No, I'm not. Yeah, it always surprises people. They're like, Mike Rose must be like a like an associate or like like an a- an analyst or something. And I just, wow, what a surprise. Right? That's <laughs> why my hinge dates never go very well. Oh, no. Uh, please tell the public a little bit about yourself. Oh, my God, a little bit about me. Um, so I grew up in uh, outside of Philadelphia, the Chester County area. Um, and I went to school, Marymount, Manhattan College for musical theater. Yes, we are all still among theater people in this podcast. They don't have uh, any sports teams as far as I know, so I don't know their logo. No, I, I, there was a rumor there was like a rowing team, but like n- have not been able to find that out. And I think maybe just a bunch of people got together and started rowing for funsies. There was a little soccer team that played one group of guys once. What? Um, I, I think like there was a small little soccer league among... I think it may have been Fordham, like Fordham boys, like started a small, like unofficial soccer league. And how did it go for them? Do you know? No, just probably a one and done. Listen, I I, I say this with so much love. It was a lot of straight actors that scared me. And I just, you know, we all have our groups and that's not mine. So fair enough. Um, You are uh, uh, an interesting, an interesting one because you're, you're an actor and Mm -hmm. a big old sports fan as well. (laughs) Where do your fandoms lie? Obviously um, with the Eagles. Yes, it's pretty aggressively Philly. I will say I don't really stick to baseball very much because I just, like they just they miss the ball a lot and then they hit it and they do hit it. It's probably a foul. They do like actually get it into the field and they catch it. And I just don't know what's going. I know what's going on, but like no, no, it's a no for me. It lies Eagles. Big, 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 big football fan. I was raised on it. Um, Flyers are second, huge in hockey, and then for that reason, I'm also very big in lacrosse. Um, not in any team in particular. I just like to watch it. Um, a because like the roles of lacrosse and the and hockey are the same. Um, but also, you know, I used to play lacrosse for a few years until I was removed. Um, and dare I ask, you have a little you have a smirk on your face. Why were you removed? Well, <laughs> well. So there was this. I, w- I was a very small kid, small with an O, and I was very tiny. They kept, kept putting me in these contact sports, and eventually I ended lacrosse because we were just driving past the lacrosse team. I went, "That looks fun," and my family was like, "Great, so that's gonna be your life from now on." Big mistake. And so I was playing what for a couple years, and everyone told me I was really good at it. And I think. I thought that was a lie, but they made me the guy that had to do all the the face-offs. I was a mid, so oh, yeah. like, which was bold of them. My little brother's a mid. He's like a he's, he's you know a stockier guy than interesting, are, right? But. That's stupid. You, you know, but so they made me the guy who had to face everyone off. This like eighty pound underweight like like five two boy, <laughs> and I guess I just like was so anxious all the time. And then one day they put me on offense, so you didn't have to run around as much. You just kind of waited. Especially our team was so bad. We never got into the offense. Right. Um, and this kid, 
obviously understand lacrosse they would like poke your like elbow like that's kind of the tactic to get the ball out um and the kid kept poking my elbow and i was like stop because like <laughs> the ball was so far away so i kept like you no know, like gently like walking away from him and he'd follow and he kept growling and poking my elbow and i was just so frustrated because it was like nine o'clock on a wednesday so i just took the end of the the shaft and i did a solid 360 and i nailed him in the back of the head <laughs> wearing the helmet and um that was it for me. Were you good with handling the ball, or were you were, like, were there parts of it that you like actually enjoyed? I was tactfully really good. Like, I understood the entire game and what was smart for all three positions: for the mids, for the offense, for the defense. And I think what kids, why this was middle school at the time, didn't understand was like, if you're playing defense, or if like, you, frankly, if your team wasn't great like mine, if any chance to clear the ball clear the ball and that's why people like the team really liked me I guess the the organization kept me around because I was really good at getting the ball I was really good at like having possession of it and I was really good at just clearing it I could clear it from the defense all the way down to offense and I guess I was like just like a little boy they were like well someone's got to do it so I appreciated lacrosse as like the entire concept but the the one-on-one aspect with like other people and like the physical aspect of it I was like whoa Everybody calm down. It's not that serious. I don't know why y'all keep hitting me. I've been I've done nothing but been nice to you. <laughs> so, why can't they respect you? Why for who can't you they are respect my space? Like, I respect their space. Damn it. I did get one goal once. Oh, good for you. Congratulations uh, on your one goal. And that was about it for me for the rest of my life. Very nice. Uh were you, were you like fast? Are you a fast person? Um, I think at the time I've not, I haven't really like compared myself. I can't really say I did the New York Marathon, but um, I would say that I, <laughs> I could I will say that I am like more than average fast. Okay, you know? very good. Yeah, yeah. lacrosse is, lacrosse is fun. I've had um, my opportunity to observe uh, more than a few lacrosse games. I've been to the like the NCAA Final Four a couple of times because they always have it in Boston. They also always have it in Philadelphia too. Yeah. Um, but it, it's it's a really interesting sport to watch, and when you know the rules and all that stuff, it can become very, very fun. Mm-hmm. Um, let me tie it back to um, hockey for a minute. Mm. What is your opinion on the Flyers' mascot, Gritty? Gritty's a personal <gasps> favorite of mine. Oh Not God. really of Kata's, but definitely of mine. What's your From a Philadelphian, what is your opinion of Gritty? Oh my God, I stand so much Gritty. I, the, the, the birth of Gritty... Is the funniest thing, and I just—I was watching a video the other day about like the people. I, I'm not sure like what team you would call this, but the people that rebirthed the the um the Flyers mascot because there was a Flyers mascot back like I'm gonna say 50 years ago, but like someone's gonna fact check me on that and give me like a real, real information. So I'm gonna get a call from a Nas person. And it's like you ignoramus, how dare you? The they had a mascot. I don't remember who it was, but it flopped, and then they were like, you know, that is it they didn't do it again. And I guess they were really trying to grab hold of it again. And when they were trying to decide this mascot, they just, you know, when you're creating something and like ideas get passed around amongst a big group and you just, what came out was this like orange fur ball that is not like representative of any animal or object or representation. It's just this like being, Monster? Muppet? Muppet at best? Like washed up B-list Muppet who was like fired for like a drug problem? Yeah. Like, <laughs> I don't... But so like they... They like released Gritty, obviously calling him Gritty because they're like, Philadelphians are gritty, so let's just call him Gritty. And they're, all of us were like, no, this is bad. And then Gritty comes out onto the ice. We're all watching. We're all like... Like, the Flyers have already, like, since they were in um, the Stanley Cup, like, 10 years ago. Like, give or take. Um, They needed something new. I get it. It was, but, you know, Gritty comes out on the ice and we're all like, yikes. And the poor thing just gets one of the t-shirt guns, shoots it, and does a full 90 degree flip backwards and falls on his back on the ice. And we're all like, oh. And I don't remember what he did, but he got off, shook it off, and was... He, I'm calling, I'm calling Gritty he, that's not even fair. Like, I, Gritty doesn't, is genderless. But, <laughs> gritty, gritty is everything. He is. But from that, then on out, like, Gritty's, like, personality grew into this, like, ballsy, like, nothing to lose, know nothing, something. That you just can't help but stand. Like, it's just so much fun. And it almost, like, if you aren't from Philly... 
I feel like people not from Philly who look at Philly, like whether they're the Eagles or other suppliers, the Phillies or whatever, that's like exactly the representation of how people like make fun of Philadelphians. That's I, exactly my thought when I look at Gritty. I'm just like he is he is a a slimy, fuzzy coked out Muppet fever dream and I feel like that's a very uh, uh, accurate representation for me a Bostonian of what Philadelphia is because Boston and Philly don't really like each other all that much but you'd be right you, oh, I know you'd I be right yes I, I, I get it I and Philadelphians are like yeah it is <laughs> It's like, that's Gritty. He's our mascot. <laughs> we stand Gritty. Sit down. Um, I did look up the old Philadelphia Flyers mascot. Uh, his mm-hmm. name was Slapshot. It's kind of a derivative Yikes. of Gritty. It kind of looks like a, like a Sesame Street character almost, combined with like uh, uh, like a, a newspaper cartoon. 1976. 1976. He um, was almost right. He's all orange. He's wearing this entire like orange Flyers jumpsuit type thing, and he also has... Uh, what looks like a a uh, a, fly? a fly like a like a, like a a flying cap like a like an airplane pilot's bomber hat and he's got a scarf and he's got these giant glasses and he's holding a hockey stick and he was only there for one year because they realized that it's stupid. Uh, really? I appreciate Gritty and his googly eyes and all of his being and his internet breaking. If you don't follow them on um, social media, do it. Yes, that's, just it's just at do it at. Gritty or at NHL Gritty. I don't remember which Something one. Something like that. Something like You'll that. find Gritty. And if not, Gritty will find you. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> um, I promise. Excellent. Good. I'm glad that we found another Gritty stand on here somewhere. Um, I actually have a, a mailbag email uh, that is addressed to you. Uh, it's, it's actually from Kata. Kata's emailing us from, from, a, from away from, from the set. Uh, from away she says hi boys hi boys thanks for being awesome and giving me a day off you're welcome i didn't want you to forget that i existed trust me we didn't so here are some questions for andrew to ask mike so our listeners can get to know him better uh these are five very difficult questions do you think you can answer them boo all right here we go number one number one who is your go-to mario kart character and vehicle whoa Okay. We play a lot of Mario Kart. Yes, uh, we do. Okay, so it honestly depends on, like, the type of gay I'm feeling. Um, And I would say it's typically Toad. Um, And it's always a motorcycle. I don't really have, like, a go-to motorcycle, but it has to be the motorcycle because the motorcycles skid better. Yes. Because I have to do manual. It's true. You do manual? Yes, you have to. That's interesting. So, because, and correct me if I'm wrong, but automatic, you can't jump on automatic? You can't skid on automatic? It skids automatically. That, yes, that's right. the point. Yeah, but you can control the the length of the skid in manual. Yes, is that right. That's and that, that's the the thing okay. is that I like to I, I when I used to play like a lot when I was younger and, and still now like you can control the skidding for a really long time and especially in in, in certain I don't remember any of the map names but um that's like detrimental to getting through the through quickly and so like I, I feel with the automatic you're not getting your your full your full amount of speed. And I want to zoom, zoom. That's valid. So, toad, motorcycle, zoom, zoom. Do you have a favorite course that sticks out in your mind? Oh, uh, well, in my adult years, I sort of relish in my failures. Um, so, Rainbow Road. Thank you. Yes, of course. Um, I also <laughs> when like, I just want to feel, when, I, when I'm feeling really good and I just want to cut myself down, I just go on Rainbow when Road. When I just want to, like, really feel bad about myself, Rainbow right. Road. But I want just, like, a nice, like, um, nice ride through the meadow and just, like, feel, like, I have some semblance of success in my life. Was it Moo Moo Meadows? Is that what it's called? Yeah, yeah, the one with the cows. Yeah. I got you. I know what you mean. We're all the cows cross the road. Oh, That's my good. God. It makes me so happy. Number two. If you could be uh, NFL commissioner for a day, which NFL team would you use your powers to kill off? Whoa. Going right for the jugular here. Oh, of course From she the is. surreal to the very me. real. Surreal to the very real. The, the team that I would like to kill... Oh, man. Okay, so here's my problem. Is that the, the thing with the NFL that I appreciate or disappreciate, not appreciate, don't like, is when a team who makes billions of dollars, right? I mean, the NFL's... I think I know where this is going. Continue. I, I appreciate a team that, that um, gives back to their community. And I'm trying to think of a team who I think does so less than others. Here's the thing. Like... uh part of our division like i i have to like not stand you know what redskins <laughs> racial slurs decided that's damn right i i wasn't gonna take anybody from uh my division because i like the giants giants are my number two i'm i've lived in new york for five years I mean, you know what like 
I, I, if the I'm not judging you. If the Giants are out, or if the uh, Eagles are out, I'm in for the Giants. Um, and I, you know, I rooted for Giants on Monday with the with the um, Cowboys and the Giants game. Cowboys. I thought that the Cowboys would be the team that you kill off. That was my first thought. (sighs) It's hard because the the Cowboys get back to the community, but sometimes not well. I think there's, I think there's there's room for them to be better. Mm. Um, but I think. They have so much money that I would I don't want them to kill off because I want that money to go somewhere. If I could get, kill them off and have the money, they never can go. But you know what? The Redskins need to change their name. Correct. Need to change their name. Yeah. This is silly. It, it is almost 2020. Like, the fact that this isn't even up for discussion... And then it was for like half a second, and everybody else is just like, nah. right? Everyone's like, we're not gonna, we're not gonna like really worry about this. I'm like, we're really gonna worry about this because if you all got so upset over Colin Kaepernick like getting on his knee, then I'm gonna get upset about the Redskins being called the Redskins, so they can go. I like that. Sorry, you're also like what one and eight. Like it's okay. Excellent. I'll see you. I'll see you next season. Number three. What is your drink of choice? Well, what kind of drunk am I trying to get? I don't know. What kind of drunk are you trying to get? Mm. At the moment. What you're feeling right now? <laughs> Whoa! If we're, so we're gonna finish the show. If we go out for a drink, what kind of drink are you getting at the bar? Uh, honey whiskey ginger. Honey whiskey ginger. Any particular type of whiskey? Uh, like honey whiskey? The honey whiskey. I think the only one that ever really exists at the bars are um Jack Honey. Jack Honey is very good. A little, little sweet. I mean, I that's had, what I get. <laughs> over the weekend, I went to uh, Sleepy Hollow. And uh, I have a great friend in that, and I need to talk to Kata about it later because one of our best friends is in that show. Excellent. It's like the outdoor experience, right? Well, I mean, it's like the whole town, and then they have certain experiences that are a part of it. But yeah. like, I um, I was up there over the weekend, and uh, shout out to Alex. Love the you. party that I went to, uh, we went to a a bar, and I had some uh, like hot alcoholic apple cider, <sighs> and the options are uh, like a sweet rum and a honey and honey jack. But she recommended it with regular Jack because the honey, the honey Jack was just too sweet. Too sweet. Yeah, I, I, I got that sweet tooth. I, I'm a big beer drinker, like absolutely. And like if I'm going out for dinner, or just like I'm not looking to like go out, go out. I'll always just drink beer, and I'll probably yes. get like a fat tire, like an amber ale or um, a lager. You know, maybe a pilsner if I'm like feeling like light, feeling to keep it easy. But um, if I'm looking to, if I'm looking to get down. Uh, it's a honey whiskey ginger. Love that. All right, number four. Uh, I want you to pick three NFL players, uh, any three that you'd like. Uh, FMK, one F, one M, one K. Oh my God! Now I obviously am gonna have to um, bring up the boys' picture because when I talk about um, either uh, fucking or marrying him, I want to look at him. <gasps> okay. Okay. I want to look him in the eye. So here's the thing. Let's start with Kill. Okay. Because You have I, so many players that you could choose from. I really do. Um, you know what? I love you, buddy. Tom Brady. I'm gonna have to kill him. Okay. It's time. As a Patriots fan, I would like to know why. How much time do we have on each segment? Well, I mean Tom know. Brady, I just I, Give me the give me the Cliff Notes version of why. Here's the thing. I, I, I get it. I why? appreciate the Patriots as an organization, and I wonder if Tom Brady represents the organization the way the Patriots represent themselves as as a uh, as a philanthropic rather, mm. um, if that makes sense. Okay, no, that's valid. Um, yes, and so I'll just kill Tom Brady. Also, I'm gonna kill Tom Brady because he he kisses his kids in the mouth. Like I don't like that. I think it's weird. <laughs> so, if not for nothing, I will um, I will reserve my opinions on the matter. <laughs> Please continue. It's with a really your- hard. Um, argument to fight me on it's like okay yeah he's like won six I... patriots won six super bowls yes for the moment yes for the moment six. yes he's won how many of those all of them all of them yes he still kisses the kids on the mouth tom so that being said um i okay so cody parkey if you are out there wherever you may be we miss you i miss you i love you I'm going to give you the option. We can, you can be the fuck or you can be the Mary. At this point, like, I'm really willing to go down for either because I really do like to surround myself with such mediocrity that I, and honestly, not just the mediocrity, but I like the fact that your mediocrity caused me an extra week of fun. Like, no man has ever given me such joy. None. No man has ever given to me the way Cody Parkey has. He's got that double doink in more ways than one. He is my double or- doink. I would like 
to get double doinked by Cody Parkey. <laughs> <laughs> so that kind of solves that. <laughs> Definitely a fuck. But then I have to marry somebody, and we know how hard this is for me. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, Cody Parkey. Uh. So, <laughs> you know, Mary. Oh, you're going to be a little shocked by this one. Try me. Oh, actually, ooh, it was almost Donovan McNabb. Oh, really? It was okay. almost him. Because he was the quarterback I grew up with. Yeah. And he, he He's gave, a respectable veteran He guy. gave a lot to Philly. Yeah. But, like, I want to marry Nick Foles, so ugh, it's hard. Because Nick Foles gave me, gave me the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. But Donovan McNabb gave me my, my childhood. Nick Foles also gave us Gardner Minshew. And his clavicle broke. Lord God in the Minshew. <laughs> the Do you think they're into polygamy? Oh, uh, maybe. If I if that's an option. Wh- which two? Polygamous with McNabb and Foles. No, I'll give you that. That's fine. This is your marriage, man. This you is my be- marriage. Yeah, I'm gonna have a polygamous marriage. Yeah. With Nick Foles and Donovan McNabb. I'm so excited. I'm very happy that you're here and giving us this this new uh, this new perspective. And on this get show. double doinked by Cody Parkey on the side. Double doinked by Cody Parkey. <laughs> Correct. I think we found the title for the episode. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I got one more for you from Kata. Uh, she says Andrew Ricotta. Oh, that's woof. a cool question, and I hate when she asks it. Yikes! I mean, I'm, she's not even here, so I'm just gonna pick you. Thank I have you. nothing to lose. I've been watching a lot of Big Brother. Aww. I know how to play my cards. That's right. That's right. Very, very good. Uh, so those are the five that she has. Uh, if you, the listener, have any questions for us, you may feel free to send us an email at your leisure to andrewandkata at gmail.com. Once again, that's andrewandkata at gmail.com. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, or threats or anything like that, please send them to us. And if we like them, we'll read them on the show. Threat me, Daddy. Yes, indeed. Uh, we're going to take a quick break, but when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about baseball, even though you might not want to, Mike. We'll do it. Yeah, we're going to talk about We love the, the Nationals. We love an underdog story. This is true. We're going to talk about the great run that the Washington Nationals had, and later on, we're going to talk about fantasy football. So stick around, and we will be back shortly. Bye. Bye. Welcome back, everybody. Hello. Mike Rose joining us on the podcast today. It's me. It is. Uh, we're going to talk about some baseball. May spot. Bay hyphen spall. So uh, I don't know if you know this, Mike, but the Nationals won the World Series. They did. The Washington Nationals defeated the Houston Astros in seven games. Shout out to Kata, by the way, mm-hmm. who predicted correctly that the Nationals would win the World Series in seven games. Insert audio here. I like the Astros. I like the Astros in six the Nationals haven't played in a couple of days because they, they finished their series in four. The Astros took six. Right. So they've got more momentum, I think. I also like Houston's offense better than I like Washington's. Okay. How about you? What do you think? I'm, I've got the Nationals. In how many games? You know what? I'm going to make it a seven-game series. I was going to say, anything less than seven for the Nationals winning, I think, is, is a bit much. So I, I, like, I, like I, that. I would say the Nationals in seven. Uh, so it's kind of ridiculous that they got to this point. It is. And, I, you know, me being an Eagles fan, we love an underdog story. We love an underdog story. I mean, the this is their first, yeah? I it's mean, their you, first since, 19, since a Washington franchise in 1924. The first for the Nationals, yes. So t- take me through it, because you know, you know the story, you know the lineage, and I'm, I'm here for the, the hot takes and the hot tea. So. I do. It's kind of absurd that the Nationals won the World Series. Like, I... Uh, this was unexpected for me. Like, the Nationals have always kind of been this, like, bastard child who almost, like, broke through to the next round and then never really yeah. went forward. Um, at the beginning of the baseball season, or before the baseball season started, they let their their star hitter, Bryce Harper, walk and get signed by the Phillies. Right. For 13, for 13 years, $330 million. His baseball career is going to die in Philadelphia. Yeah, as of now, yes. During a press conference before the season began, Harper used the phrase, quote, we want to bring a championship to D.C. while he was in a Phillies uniform. Slip of the tongue, whatever you want to call it, LOL, awkward. Oops. But guess what? Bryce Harper, in his absence, brought a World Series to Washington. In the Nationals' first season without their best hitter, they win the World Series. I wonder how that feels. 
to be like, I'm leaving this team, and then you leave the team, and then they finally win. I would take full responsibility at that point. Oh yeah, absolutely. I would. I would lean into that as hard as you but, can. Uh, yeah, this was. This was my fault. Right. My, and, I mean, like, good for Bryce Harper for being a good sport and, you know, supporting his, his boys in D.C. Yeah. and being like, congrats, guys, you know, all that good stuff. Um, this whole thing should not have happened. It should not no, have happened. No, that is clear. I don't even watch baseball, and when it was happening, I was like, oh. Yeah. Let hmm. me um, – can I just take you down to memory lane for a take minute? Take down memory avenue, memory lane, memory street, memory boulevard. Uh, I mean, all right. <laughs> so they're in the National League wildcard game, mm. right? Um, they're down three to one in the NL wild card game to uh, the Milwaukee Brewers. They scored three runs in the bottom of the eighth inning against Josh Hader, who is the reigning mm-hmm. National League reliever of the year. So uh, thanks to this guy Juan Soto, who is like twenty years old and is like the second coming of Christ for them. So they come from behind, win the National League wild card game, and they advance to the NLDS. They're against the L.A. Dodgers, a team that many people thought would actually win the World Series this year. I think they're uh, slated, if I was reading an article correctly, for 2020. They're in the Astros and the Dodgers. I might have been. Again, Jesus. And then uh, Nationals were third, which is rude. Right. Okay, fair enough. Um, (laughs) So, I mean, I I don't know about uh, the Dodgers now, considering what happened to them this year. Mm. So, uh, their series is tied at two, going to game five at Dodger Stadium. In the NLDS, the Nationals are down 3-1 to one in the eighth inning. Uh, the Dodgers bring in Clayton Kershaw, who's their ace, mm. to try to close it down. And we all thought, we all knew that Kershaw had, has had some problems in the playoffs and that we could, the Dodgers can't really trust Kershaw in the playoffs. And that was on full display because as soon as Kershaw came in, the Nationals hit back-to-back home runs to tie the game in the eighth inning. They really do come in just a little bit late with just enough time. They did that in the World Series, too. A couple of times. Exactly right. In the 10th inning, Howie Kendrick hit a grand slam to put the series away, and the Nationals win the game 7-3 and move on to the NLCS. I feel like the owners of Nationals are just like, ugh. At this point, you just need to blow the whole thing up if you're the Dodgers. Like, fire Dave Roberts, get get rid of all the pitching. Just, it's, it's over. It's over for them. Yeah, they, I, need, they need to stop with this. Professionally, it is over for those hoes. Professionally, but it, you know, I always find that in most sports, especially with baseball, it's like the the, the people are like not very willing to to uh, clean house very often, especially when they're not doing well. I the Phillies, and I feel like the Dodgers could use just a little bit of a. A spring cleaning, if you will. Maybe so, yeah. So the Nationals, uh, they win the NLDS. They move on to the uh, National League Championship Series against the St. Louis Cardinals, and they sweep them the hell out of the playoffs. Four games in a row, Nationals win. They go to the World Series. They did not trail at all during that World Series, which is mind-boggling to me. This is a Braves team who, by the way, put up uh, 10 runs in the first inning against uh, the Atlanta Braves, who won the division that the Nationals are in in game five of the uh, of their NLDS series and move them out of the playoffs. And then they get swept out without even uh, leading the series at all in any game. It's crazy. Oh, it's so good. Right, it's just so? good TV. It is. It's just, like, good. Like, it's just entertaining. If you're not even, like, into, like, the uh, mechanics of sports or, like, the culture of sports, you could just be in it for the good TV. And how can you not like the Nationals? Right. You know? It's like, come on. I mean, well, you know... I will say with the Nationals, like, I love the underdog story. I love, I will say that an article did come out about uh, some political affiliations for when they visited the White House, and that has stirred up some problems. Mm-hmm. So now they're, they're, they're giving some people in, the, in this nation a reason not to like the Nationals. However, in terms of, like, a, a baseball organization, they're lovely. They are. They're a, a new team. They're full of likable t- They're full of likable talent, full of longtime talent who has, like, stayed with that team. A lot of heart, too. They've we'll always... Get, lots of heart, yeah. yeah. We'll get into uh, uh, Ryan Zimmerman in a minute, but mm. he's, been, he's been there... Um, their stronghold since he was drafted. Um, but they're a likable team, especially in comparison to the team that they were facing in the World Series. Right. The Houston Astros, who, if you'll remember, had that whole deal with uh, the assistant general manager basically taunting these female reporters in the locker room about having Roberto Osuna, a player who has, been, uh, in the past, been suspended for uh, domestic violence disputes. Houston Astros. Ass. Ass. Strohs, correct. If you will. So, uh, if you if you uh, had any kind of um, uh, unbiased opinion about which team to root for during the World Series, and then all this shit about the Houston Astros drops, 
you find yourself cheering for the team with the most heart and the underdog in the situation. And it's just like the Astros always winning. You're just like, no. Exactly. They won three. They won. They won two years ago, and we don't need this. Right. We need more. We need more diverse teams. Right. Winning the World Series. So they defeat the Houston Astros, a team that won 14 more games than they did during the regular season. The Astros won 107 games this past year. The Nationals only won 93. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. They became the first team ever to win all four games on the road. It's actually the first time in World Series history that the road team won every single game. It's crazy. It's just like, did people? Would you say people saw a Nationals uh, World Series coming? No, in, no, not, not at all. I was saying at one point during the um, this season, did you think people were like, "Are the Nationals going to the World Series?" Not even close, especially Never? because the Braves had more of the. Um, had, like had more of the spotlight mm-hmm. in that division. Like you got to remember that the Nationals didn't win their division. They were in the wild card game, so you know they had they they were in second place and ended up right. they were they were they were the they were the fourth best team in the National League and ended up winning the World Series. We stand. So I, I like in in the Bryce Harper era. I think most people would have thought that the Nationals would have had a better chance winning than they did without him. And I think that's what sure. makes this story sure, so sure, good sure. is that in their first season without their top tier, their MVP player, they win the World Series. I think that's just icing on the cake. And I think people neglect to understand that in like all sports, um, football, just all of it, like um, morale is a huge thing. And I don't know what what that player was bringing to the team, but obviously, like when you have a change of personalities in a team, like it does make a difference. Like when you be. when when you have a, a group and a unit. If you've ever played sports, if you've ever been like in a in a show, or if you've ever been anything that requires like a team effort, when you have a good team morale and you have like a love for each other and a love for the game, like you, it that's half the game. That's half of because all these people are obviously very talented. They're in the major leagues, so when it comes down to in morale, the team like that's what people saw from the Nationals this year. People were like, "That's what people are talking about." People were like, "The Nationals, yes, they look at as a team, but like they look good like as a unit, like as like a family." Like, and I think that was another reason why people loved, loved, loved the Nationals, especially this year, because they were just such a family, and it's all what sports are about. And it's always interesting, especially talking about morale. It's always interesting when a team loses a a really important player to their team, mm-hmm. or uh, if they're about to. For example, mm-hmm. like if someone's on the on their their farewell tour or whatever, um, but particularly in Washington's case where um, Bryce Harper leaves, they all kind of rally around the fact that like people don't believe in us without this player, and we're going to prove everybody wrong. Yes, and I really think that that's a, a major factor uh, uh, for the Nationals and their uh, amazing playoff run. I absolutely think yeah. that's so true. Um, if you don't mind, I just want to like go real quick through this this World Series Boom. for them. So uh, they win all the win all four games on the road. Minute Maid Park in the playoffs is very loud and it's very difficult to win there. So the fact that they won all four of their games in Houston's house is crazy. So Max Scherzer, who's the Nationals' ace pitcher, uh, he actually was scratched from Game Five due to neck spasms. Uh, keep in mind, the Astros had uh, just won two games in Washington and had even the series at 2-2. So, like, you want to have your best pitcher on the mound so that you have a 3-2 advantage going back to Houston just in case you happen to drop a game there. So you only have to win one instead of two. He doesn't pitch. The Astros win. They win all three games in Washington. They're up 3-2 going home. They need to win one game at home to win the World Series. The Nationals come back and win game six. And then in game seven, who gets the start? Max Scherzer. He comes back. He's like the folk hero. I'm convinced that almost like he knew that they'd win game six or like either knew that they win game five or whatever to like come back and be the hero for them, the pitcher that they wanted in the winner take all game, mm. you know? Um, but they're down 2 nothing in game seven. Zach Greinke's pitched a gem. He gives up a home run in the sixth inning to Anthony Rendon. So it's two to one Astros. Mm-hmm. In the bullpen, the Astros have Garrett Cole. Garrett Cole is the league's best pitcher this year. He's probably going to win the Cy Young Award. And their manager decides not to bring in Garrett Cole for some reason mm. to close it down. Like, it's 2-1. to one. Okay, Grinky's getting tired. Let's bring in our best pitcher and try to shut the rest of the game down. And A.J. Hinch doesn't do that, their manager. He decides to opt for Will Harris instead. The first thing Will Harris does is give up a two-run home run to Howie Kendrick, the guy who hit the grand slam. Nationals go up three to two. They'd score three more runs in the eighth and ninth inning. They win six to two, and they win game seven. It's their first. It's ah, uh, it's crazy. 
you know, it's the uh, uh, the first World Series win by a Washington franchise since 1924 when the Washington Senators did it. And you know, you can always remember. I, I remember when when the Phillies won the World Series, and I remember when the Nationals won the World Series. It's like that last pitch, that last strikeout, and it's just like the fa- the the running and the faces and the drop to the knees and the drama, and it's just it's such a memorable moment of tv and it was really nice i was glad i was there to watch it i mean not in person but i was glad i was watching tv to watch it <laughs> truly um the nationals players uh steven strasberg wins uh world series mvp he had two wins in the series which is great um what i love about strasberg is that he didn't really come into his own until like four years into his career mm. he was this really highly touted prospect when they drafted him and he was injured for a couple years and you know people didn't really think much of him he's like oh man this guy's gonna be a bust and now he's the second ace that the Nationals have. He's like a really scary pitcher now. And the fact that he won World Series MVP and just opted out of his contract and he's going to probably be one of the highest paid pitchers in baseball next year. He's getting what he deserves. And I think we love that. Due time. Yeah, for real. Um, another person that I wanted to touch on really quick is Ryan Zimmerman. Mm-hmm. He's their yeah. first baseman. Uh, his nickname is Mr. National. He is like their long-standing. They're long-standing guy. He's like their horse, okay? So he was the Nationals' first ever draft pick. Like, when they were created as a team in 2005, he was the first player that they got. He was drafted fourth overall in 2005, 14 years ago, and he's still with the team, you know? At the grand opening of Nationals Park in 2008, he hit a walk-off home run. So the first game at Nationals Park, it was the first home run by a National in that stadium. He's responsible for the Nationals' first postseason home run in 2012. He's also responsible for the Nationals' first World Series home run this past uh, October. And so in his 14th season, he finally has reached the top of the mountain, and he's a World Series champion. That's so great. How can you not be romantic about baseball? Do you think uh, his career may become to the end soon because of that? I would think so. Yeah? Probably. I would imagine. I mean, the dude's, I mean, I think he's like 35. How old is Ryan Zimmerman? As I look it up real quick. Ryan Zimmerman is 35 years old. Yeah, so I would say so. He's probably his career is probably coming to an end. And you so. know what? Good career. Yeah, for real. Just like what a what a story. Like again, it's hard not to be romantic about this sport. It gives me faith in boys again. It does. Do I think the Nationals are going to win the World Series next year? No, not a chance. Yeah, I don't think so. They either. may have caught lightning in a bottle, and they've got some good players. I mean, I like Juan Soto, and I like Rendon, but the Braves are a good team, and I think that they were embarrassed in the NLDS by the Cardinals, and they're going to come back stronger next year. I agree. The Dodgers are going to come back stronger next year. We might be looking at a resurgence in Philadelphia. Maybe they have a year to really warm up to Bryce Harper, and then they finally get things going. Mm-hmm. Good for the Nationals, but I don't really know if it's going to if it's gonna be uh, um, any more success down the line. We love you, Nationals. We do. Um, that's all I've got on it. That's my trip down memory lane for the Washington Nationals. They it was win a the nice wo- walk. I they liked win the it. World Series four games to three. They win their first World Series in franchise history. How can you not stand? How can't you? We love it's the just Nationals. It's so great. Truly. Um, yeah. I'm good. You want to take a break? I'm good. Great. Okay. We're going to take, uh, take a quick break for you. Uh, when we come back, uh, we're going to wrap it up. Going to talk about some fantasy football, as we mm. always do. I have a little bit of a bone to pick with my league, and we can talk about why you we, you don't play fantasy football. Not anymore, but we will pick some bones. Great. Stick around. Be right back. Welcome back, everybody, under further review. Andrew here with Mike Rose. Hello. Uh, we're going to wrap it up as we always do uh, with a little bit of a chat about fantasy football. Fantasy football. Uh, but first, uh, if you haven't already done so, go ahead and follow all of our social media, uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. You can find us on uh, the handle UFR Vodcast. Uh, our podcast comes out every Thursday. Uh, you can find us everywhere podcasts are sold except Spotify because we're not that cool yet. Uh, but yeah, let's jump right into the last segment here. Um, I play fantasy football. Mm-hmm. Mike, you do not. Currently not. Okay. Um, fantasy is a big part of the show. Can you tell me why you're not involved in fantasy football this year? It wasn't really an uh, active choice. I did it growing up. I was like, oh, God, I must have been. I was in middle school, so what did that probably make me around, like, 10 to 14? Um, and, and maybe in elementary school, too. So I was, I was really young. But, like, my, my um, neighborhood, like, all the adults in my neighborhood play fantasy football. And they were, like, they knew I liked to watch. So they were, like, they asked my mom, like, does your son want to? 
play and i was like of course i do so i was like this like 12 year old kid playing with like a bunch of like 50 year olds <laughs> and so i played um up until i left for college and then you know I, I went to college and things just got crazy and i never jumped back in but you know this podcast really uh is giving me the i'm starting to miss it it's it's uh makes watching football so much more fun uh, it is a lot of fun you we were talking during the break and you mentioned to me that you had Lindanian tomlinson on one of your teams during his 2006 mm-hmm. like god tier fantasy season he, i'm not sure if he still holds the record but at the time he took his record with the chargers as most uh, running yards I, I believe he did yes he did set the record that year yes i um, did have him that year during this season in 2006 he led the entire nfl with 1800 rushing yards he added 508 yards as a receiver um he finished with an incredible uh 419 fantasy points during the year and so that was the year actually um the league we played in you got um well, partial money for um, winning the most points, and you got money for, like, second and, I think, first. And then maybe there were a couple other smaller things, but I did win most points that year. Nice. Very good. I, I have a tendency to Thanks, do— Thanks, <laughs> I have a tendency to also do really well in the uh, regular season and then a uh, bomb in the playoffs. Yeah. I've had a couple years where I've gone undefeated and then lost in the first round. That sucked. It really be like that. Yeah. I, it's, it's hard to say, like— at the end of the day, like, is it luck? Like, or is it, and you know what? At the end of the day, we're not betting, but you're betting on people. Sure. You're betting on human beings. They're Absolutely. not robots. So it's like, you know, who knows? Like, they could have had a fight with a family member before that game and not done well. And if they would just have let me know that, hey, had a fight with Linda before this, not feeling my best, don't play me, I would do that. But alas. <laughs> Can you tell me a little bit more of what, uh, what that dynamic is like of you being a small child playing against uh, grown adults? Oh my god! Well, it was you know like I, I was did they, really, like did they take you seriously or I'm what? sure not, but you know they were they were always pretty pretty kind, and I talked a lot of smack for someone that was very very little. I'm I'm sure you all are. Is that really surprising? <laughs> who, who, given who I am now, um, I talked a lot of smack, and they always were like. Oh. Okay, and they were like this this little one. Just they just kind of let me go off, and they they were really sweet about it. I was always um really um overwhelmed but intimidated, you know, because I was I was sure. small and like I didn't know the fraction of the amount of the information they do because I was a child. Well, I mean, like, you also, I mean, I was this way as well. I was a very you know um smack talking uh, child when I played fantasy football. But like, you have to make. Some kind of like a name for yourself. You have to make yeah. your presence known. So I totally understand. Yeah, that. especially because we would do live drafts and there'd be like twelve of us. Oh like, wow! Yeah, we did live drafts. Um, and so, you know, like me among that draft, it was really tr- live drafts are really hard. Now they have all the technology, but when I did it like ten years ago, they like didn't have the technology where like they could like recommend somebody else. You had paper. Oh yeah. And so you had to cross people out. As like magaz- magazines and things like yeah, that. Yeah, that's it, what I did. It was much harder back in the and day. And so I had to cross people out, but I couldn't keep up with it because I was just a boy. <laughs> and so, like, people would be like, uh, I call someone and they like, picked. And I was like, eh, it's like, how about this person? Like, picked. And I'm like, oh, okay, oh no. I'm sorry. Oh, and you feel, like, so awkward because you're like, oh, no. Uh, yeah, yeah, I was I'm like, blowing it. Blowing it. I'm like, blowing it. I'm embarrassing myself. So bringing shame to the family. <laughs> but it, they were, you know, at the end of the day, really sweet about it. And I... It, I, it's really how I got into like loving football. I mean, I was raised on the Eagles, but like it, it made me realize like how much I love the entire sport as a whole. And so I, you know, I definitely think at this point I'm going to have to go back next year. I can't not. Fair enough. Um, I want to jump into uh, a recap of, of my league uh, over the weekend. Okay. Because I have something that you might be able to speak to. Ooh. Because we've had some kind of a, some kind of thing We've had some kind of thing happen. A thing. Um, so let me just give you real quick a recap on uh, on my team. Uh, How'd you do? Uh, I won. Oh, I did. You, I, you're I both done. Yeah, we're both done. Yeah, yeah. I didn't think I was going to win, but I did. Um, I uh, I had 102.9 points, thanks in part to Lamar Jackson. And yeah, uh, I don't know if you know this, but I'm a Patriots fan. Do look at the colors. Yeah. Uh. Right. I'm wearing. We're both wearing. So we're both wearing. Um. Baseball tees today. Did not plan this. My no. Dad. Truly. Uh. His is white with green sleeves because he's an Eagles fan, and mine is uh white with dark blue sleeves because I'm a Patriots fan, and uh we Boop. both we both hate our lives. Uh. So uh, <laughs> Lamar Jackson uh put up almost thirty points against the Patriots, who lost their first game. Oh yeah, they did. And it's uh. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they did. Right. Uh, I'll get into that in a minute. But uh, I, I truly didn't think I'd win this week mm-hmm. because uh, James Conner is hurt. 
T.Y. Hilton is hurt. Bold of you to put in, put him in against the Patriots. I know. I didn't have anybody else. I got burned. Okay, sure. so I got, I got burned two weeks ago because I, I dropped David Montgomery because he wasn't doing anything. And I picked up Jacoby Brissett, who did fuck nothing for me. Yep. David Montgomery went to the team who is currently undefeated and has since put up 40 points in two games. So once again, I got burned by trying to, you know, make making smart calls, making smart calls and making something good out of the bad situation. Right. This happened to me last year as well. I dropped Derrick Henry and then the team right. that I uh, faced in the playoffs had Derrick Henry when he was like rolling, when he had that 99 yard <laughs> touchdown pass. But uh, like Oof. props to people like Marvin Jones and DJ Moore, both of whom uh, scored over 10 points. Hunter Henry, uh, starting in the place of Austin Hooper, who's been my a godsend this year for me yeah, sure. uh, with 8.4 points. Um, I did, I won, I didn't think I would, um, but that's not the game that I wanted to talk about. Uh, the game that I wanted to talk about, we, uh, we have in our league uh, at the theater that I work at, um, most of us are front of house uh, staff, mm. ushers, things like that. Sure. Managers. Coworkers. Coworkers. So that's kind of the vibe of the team. Pretty much. Um, we do have one player. It's my boss's 11-year-old son. Mm. Okay? Over the weekend, he played the team that is undefeated. And uh, okay. so this guy, this kid was... How's the kid doing? Uh, he is in last place. Mm. He lost last year. I so, love you, buddy. Yeah, uh, we. I would really, really like to not have him um, finish in the last place for the second year in a row. Yeah. He was winning for most of the day on Sunday. Both these teams. Both these. Uh, both these teams are done. Um, they. Um, he was winning for most of the day on Sunday. He. He was. Uh, the. The undefeated guys. Uh, players didn't do very well. They. He had three players play in the nine thirty game in London on Sunday, and neither. Uh, none of them did very well. Yeah. So we were like, "Oh man, he's got a chance. He's got a chance." Um, Kirk Cousins had a great day for him. Devin Singletary had a good day for him. They both had twenty points they did. apiece. Yeah. But eventually, calls. during the four during the four o'clock slot of games, the floodgates kind of opened up for the undefeated guy. DK Metcalf had over twenty points. Kenny Galladay had nineteen points. Matt Stafford had over twenty points. And by the, by the time Sunday night rolled around, the undefeated guy is at 97.7 to 84.9 for our, our 11-year-old kid here. Sure. So uh, the, only, the only player that the uh, undefeated guy has left is his defense. It's the Patriots' defense. For Sunday night. For Sunday night. Traditionally, the they Patriots... Didn't have, they didn't have anyone play Monday night. No. So this was it. This was it. Okay. So he's got the Patriots playing on Sunday night. He's up by, he's up by 12 point, uh, 12 point, like eight points or something like that. I, I have a problem with this, with what happened next. He decided mm-hmm. to sit the Patriots' defense. He decided to drop them out of his lineup like a half hour before the, the 8-20 game started. So that must have been after the fact that he knew the the, the child was done, no more players, right. the points were the points. The points were the points. He was winning Yeah. by how much? 13. So he basically, and there's no way a defense is really going to go negative 13. And especially not the Patriots. Even How much if, does defense start with in, in fantasy now? You start with ten. The Patriots okay. finished with the Patriots finished with three because they they lost thirty-seven to twenty. So you know they gave up a whole bunch of points. Yeah, yeah. Um, I feel like this is compromising the integrity of my league as commissioner. So basically, to to essentially take a knee and sit your defense in order to preserve a thirteen-point win. Now I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sugarcoat it because I know that he doesn't listen. But our, our guy who's who's eight no is a, is a little a little cocky and a little arrogant and he knows that you he, know I'm not gonna sugarcoat anything he knows that he is and he uh, he he makes it clear that he's a pain in the ass to all of us a piece of work right he's a piece of work so <sighs> I just kind of feel like he doesn't really have much of a reason to do this yeah and as commissioner I feel like there needs to be something done in order to um to like. I don't know, as some kind of, um, not punishment, but some kind of reaction to doing something like this. Like, right. I feel like it was to prove a point that just because he was losing for most of the day to an 11-year-old, that like he came from behind and, and won. I don't know. And, and, and like is going to sit on the ball so that he... The whole situation just feels kind of fishy to me. Right. And you know what? The situation... 
the optics of it are just bad. Right. And like, are you maybe definitely ask him, definitely be like, what was the point? Did you really think the Patriots were going to go negative 13? Yeah. What's his other defense? Like, do we know? Uh, I don't think he, I'm sure he it's, does not. He does not have one. Okay. So like either way, like I, the chances of most defenses going negative 13 are especially the Patriots. Right. That's not happening. So for you to, the, the argument could be made like, I won and I'm not playing. I just don't, I don't want to risk it, but it's negative 13. That's not, you're not no. risking any, you're not risking anything by, uh, right. By There's no, no way. Right. So I, I just, I hate, that would be the only excuse he could possibly make and I wouldn't accept it. Right. Exactly. I mean, as commissioner and as uh, a couple of the other players in my league have, uh, talked with me about, we want this league to be the most competitive league it can be. Like yeah, we don't want we don't want anybody not setting their lineups and having people with walkover games. Like I, I don't want yeah, that. I... For me, that's a cardinal sin of fantasy is not setting your lineup every week. Mm-hmm. And we've had someone do that this year. We had a couple people do it last year too. Uh, it's gotten better this year, but we still have someone who's a, a pain in the ass for not setting their lineup, especially because he's got a pretty good team. I just feel like this is this is intentional, and it. It's it's compromising the integrity of this league that we're trying to go through. You should set your lineup to do the best that you possibly can, and if you end up losing, then you end up losing. But a thirteen taking a knee on a thirteen point lead when you have no reason to, you're undefeated, and the and this eleven year old child that you're facing against is in last place. I don't understand why. I just want to know. Like I said, the optics of it are bad. Like, as far as I'm concerned, what he did was he just tried to prove a point. And he was like, hi, see, I won again. And, like, giving the middle finger to, the, like, an 11-year-old? Like, dock him. Like, I'm, dock I'm, him. I'm really thinking about it. I, what I wanted to do was take 10 points for uh, intentionally dropping the defense, like, 30 minutes before the game So started. he still gets the win, but... But it was event. It was going to initially be thirteen because it was going to be ten plus the three that the Patriots had. So it's it would be thirteen points. That would give our eleven year old friend a win okay. on a technicality, which I feel bad about doing. Sure. So what I think I want to do is dock the guy ten points. It still gives him a win. Yes. And it sucks because the only thing that's going to really make. The only thing that's really going to like for me is put my heart at ease is 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 him losing, because yes. a win a win's still going to be a win for him and he's still going to right. you know be like oh, whatever guys. But something needs to be done and I feel like this if is if not if he doesn't learn anything from it like it being having been that kid I think and whether or not the kid processed like the circumstance or not um, if he did process like what the guy had done he probably is like oh well i don't feel i wouldn't imagine him feeling very comfortable in a league with that person in the first place because it's like already hard enough being the 11 year old out of like a people with being the 11 year old with people like in their you know like older sure sure and sure. so it's already hard enough and for him to have pulled that move and made him feel smaller than he already is um i think the 10 points if the other guy is going to learn something from it the kid will at least see that you saw it and like, you know, I just could you bring it to a league vote? I mean, here's the thing: it's one thing to put it to a league vote and to like um, the bear the the outcome of nine of of eight other people about this one thing that doesn't really affect them, right? You know, I mean, I could, I mean, if I if I put it to a league vote, I feel like it would turn out well in my favor, but. I think that's that's the conundrum that I have is that it doesn't it doesn't really involve the other nine the other eight people in the league it really just involves the two people that are that are involved and you that's you know so I mean I'm 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 going back and forth on what I, on what I should do here um, so I, I I feel like asking him what his reasoning behind it was is the right yes. move to do step one the step one but I'd be interested to see if I can't imagine a an excuse, but maybe one exists. If there, there is, if there is some kind, I mean, if there is no excuse, then I have no choice but to to, to dock in points. I mean, right. I, I wish that if you, yeah, like, uh. and at that point, it's like, why well, have the league vote? It's like if he says like, oh, it was supposed to be like, it's a joke, haha. I would be like, no, screw it. Wasn't you. it? Wasn't a very, I mean, that's not. Funny. And I feel like that's an answer that could be given, but it's not a very funny. It's not a. Very it's funny not joke. funny. It's rude. Yeah. It's not. It's 
like you want to play a serious league like that's not serious yeah i uh what i definitely will be doing next year is making changes as far as um league competitiveness is concerned like you should you need to be required to field a full lineup every single week yeah and if you don't there will be consequences for it a dock because i've already a dock of points or something like that um I look. I was looking at Reddit today about this certain thing, and the general consensus is that it is uh, words that were thrown around were uh, unsportsmanlike, scummy, and I wouldn't want to be in a league with you. Things like that. So it it just kind of bothers me. It's we had just... we actually had an issue last year, believe it or not, between these two same people. There was uh, we we thought that there was evidence of possible collusion in a trade where the guy um, where the eleven year old kid was out of the playoffs, and this guy who's eight and zero was fighting for a playoff spot. And we thought that there was a, a shitty trade that went down where he tried to trade for Antonio Brown. Oh. Eventually, the trade did go through. The guy didn't end up making the playoffs. So, I mean, it's fine. But we... Uh, oh, this guy makes me so mad. My tip of the day is to just... If you're a commissioner, just keep an eye out for things that might happen Especially like Especially when you have someone that young. Like I said, like I was that person. Like I remember when I had LaDainian Tomlinson um, in his big year... There were multiple people who been like who tried to trade me for him, and they were like, and they kept telling me they're like, oh, it's ridiculous. You would, you would keep him when you can get two really good players for that one great one. And I always kept saying, I was like, like ballsy of you to say that to me because you're the one offering the trade. Yeah. But that's what people did. And I was really young, and it was re- it was kind of intimidating for me to like for people to keep pushing me about it, and, and they would tell me that I was making the wrong call. This is a problem that I have as a as a um, a fantasy player as well right. a lot of my players in my league are, are novice or beginners to novice players mm. and my team is kind of floundering at the moment I, I i was looking for a spark i was trying to early on in the season trade away odell odell mm. beckham jr um and people thought that i was trying to trying to play them because they thought that i knew more than they did when really i was i mean i was trying to hopefully give them a top 10 receiver in return for something else that's good yeah, I, I just it's a it's a troubling situation, and I um thank you for very very much for your advice. I uh, appreciate it really. Yeah, I definitely think like short form, definitely ask him, and if not, like if, if it becomes clear, dock him, and maybe um on the board just be like I have docked this person these points for the following reasons. We are not a league to you know yeah intimidate or to you know we don't encourage sandbagging. Not that this was sandbagging. I mean, there's a sandbagging. There's a word for it. It's a whole somewhere. it's a whole different thing. But yeah, okay. it's not nice. That's right. It is not nice. Um, so yeah, okay, great. Thank you for letting me get that mm. off my chest and and talk about some fantasy. Um, that's that's pretty much all I have. I'm the biggest fan of this kid, by the way. You can tell this kid I'm obsessed with him. He rocks. We stand for him. Um, his uh, fantasy football logo is Pickle Rick dabbing. <laughs> it's, it's freaking. <laughs> that's great. A really funny. Yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, I'll let you know. I'll be sure to uh, keep up mm-hmm. on uh, uh, give you updates on the situation as we as we continue through this. Um, yeah, that's 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 all I have. That's all for today. Do you have any um before we wrap up? Do you have any closing thoughts just about oh my life God. or about football in general? Life, um, no, not at all. You know, this this season of uh, football has been really fascinating. I think the biggest thing I've learned from watching um, at the Sports Buyer Workout, where I get to watch all the games, um, is that football is. 50% skill and 50% your feelings. <laughs> the amount of games I've seen won by people who statistically shouldn't have won. Like, you know, you can have a spread all you want. You can have numbers all you want. But at the end of the day, these are people. That's right. And they are in the league because they are the best. And at the end of the day, like, they play their best when they feel their best. So if not feeling their best, then that's the most important thing. Any given Sunday is a real thing, man. Any team can beat any other mm-hmm. team. Mm-hmm. Speaking of which, the Dolphins beat the Jets over the weekend. We love you. Shout out uh, to the Miami Dolphins. Dolphins. And you know why? I think it's because I, I'm taking complete credit for this victory. Uh, I went to a – did you know that there's a Miami <laughs> Dolphins bar in New York City? Because I fucking didn't. Why? Yeah, there's a Miami Dolphins bar. I walked in. I was at a friend's birthday party, and it was uh, – uh, uh, I forget the name of it. Slattery's Midtown Pub. I want to know what the, the tip breakdown for those services. It's probably not a lot. Let <laughs> me tell you my experience at this bar really, really quickly. Okay, so I walk in, right, and I'm there. I'm in the back section, and there are all of my friends there. And I turn around, and the whole wall is plastered with, like, Miami Dolphins. Like, picture – you know how at press conferences they have, like, the, the board in the back that's mm-hmm. got all, like, the logos of the team on it and all the sponsors? Mm-hmm. And I look around and it's basically all that. And I'm, I took a second and I'm like, where the hell am I? It's weird. I would imagine turnout at that bar to be very low. I imagine mm-hmm. that that turnout is about, you have as many people in that bar as the Dolphins have wins. So for the moment, just like uh, one. 
But let me tell you, the people that work behind that bar are so freaking nice, dude. Seriously. They gave out free uh, raspberry kamikaze shots with each first drink. It's crazy. They were super wow. nice. I gave them a big tip, too, because they deserve it. Because, A, Aww. they're Dolphins fans. And, B, they gave out shots with your first drink. That's a, where. Where is it? Slattery's Midtown Pub. It's on 36th Street. I think it's between 5th and Madison. Okay, Slattery's. Yes. Can do. It's the main hangout for their group of Dolphins fans called the Dolphins. <gasps> D-O-L-F-A-N-S. Dolphins. They all, Genius. They all make a trip out to MetLife every year when the Dolphins play the Jets in New Jersey. Oh, my God. And I want to go there, and I want to go and interview those people that inhabit that bar because I think it would be fun. A little, just, a little field like, trip. Yeah, yeah. Just, like, see what the morale is like. Ask them why they come there, thing like that, you know? I think Kata and I are going to try to go do that. That would be hysterical. It would be so fun. It would be. I agree. Whew, man. This has been a lot. This episode Woof. got this episode got emotional, and I'm uh, <laughs> I'm happy that you were here with Misty. us on this trip. Uh, once again, guys, you can follow Mike Rose at uh, all of his social media. Is all of your social media the same? Uh, you know, underscore Mike underscore Rose underscore Instagram, and you'll find me from there. Yeah, there's a lot of underscores in his name. It's excessive, but it's, it's very charming. Sorry. It's very artistic. I think it is. I mean, is it artistic because it's generic, or is it generic that makes it artistic? It's generic and it makes it artist in a in a like it's it's Mike not that your name is boring but it's like Mike Rose that's kind of been that's kind of been like dolled up and made very pretty. That's true. So, Cleaned so, up. So we put a bow it. on it. Mike, once again, thank you so much for joining us oh, on the podcast today. Um, you can follow all of our social media: uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, using the handle at UFR Vodcast. If you have emails or comments or concerns or anything like that, please send them to andrewandkata at gmail.com. We will get back to you as soon as we can because we love your mail. Podcast comes out every Thursday wherever podcasts are sold, except Spotify because we're not that cool yet. And I've got I've got nothing left. I'm Andrew. I'm Mike. Uh, Have a good one, everybody. Bye.